1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained.
0: All right, time for another edition of Roycey Unchained. Zolgad back here in uh, the snowy Twin Cities. Patrick, much smarter than all of us, of course, in Florida. So uh, pitchers and catchers report for the Twins, what, Wednesday? Is that correct, Patrick? Wednesday, although I'm over here now at the
1: ballpark, and it's a beehive of activity over there—the uh, the hill that they used to call Perry's Hill, except now Perry's among those who got fired—is uh, uh, is a beehive of activity this morning. There must be twenty twenty-five pitchers running up and down that thing. A lot of uh, a lot of early arrivers. Uh, all the people living in the northern climes might have said, "Let's go early," because the Northeast is just as bad as the uh, Twin yeah. Cities. So. Uh, they they might have had uh, some early arrivers uh from that. But uh, yeah, it's uh it is early spring training though, man. This is uh I mean this is because w of the schedule, the new schedule, everything's moved up. Uh they they play their last game here March twenty sixth. And, uh, you know, then they're out of here. So the same thing as last year. And next year, were you the one telling me this? Somebody else. Because of the presidential election. Oh,
0: I told you this, yeah. It's going to be a few
1: more days. Even It's going to be a few days even earlier. So they'll be leaving here like March 24th next year, which cost them a week of, of... Drunk college students coming to the ballpark. You know, it's uh, you don't get the spring break crowd uh, anymore down here because of uh, you got an extra week of games in February and uh, and uh, you know you miss a week of games in March. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very curious. Labelle's got Buxton up to twenty pounds gain now, wasn't it? At the uh, no, that's, a, that's what Buxton
0: said. I Saturday thought at game. Twins
1: Fest they were saying twelve to fifteen.
0: No, it's he said 20? no. He and when he talked to the media the Saturday at Twins Fest, he said twenty pounds. Does it look it? Have you seen him? I saw a picture. I can't tell. I don't know. That's uh, well with him. You. Can. I mean, he said
1: if he get put on twenty, I doubt if he put on twenty. I don't want him putting on twenty. Give me twelve. Well, right? ten the, or twelve. I don't want twenty.
0: The quote I saw that drove me crazy though was talking about put and he was joking, but talking about putting on extra padding. On his body to crash in fences. Yeah. I don't want to see you crash into fences, dude. I want yeah. to see you stay healthy.
1: He's, uh, he's, uh, I don't know if we can convince him not to do that or not. He, uh, every spring, it usually lasts about two games before he runs into a wall full speed and you say, what the heck? Now, have, have you seen Snow yet? Because I understand I, the strip story said he's in much better shape. I know, but I haven't seen him yet. I, but i got to admit, I've, I've only been around here for, a, you know, last week I wasn't here more than like two hours. So I, I, I haven't really been looking for the fellas. I was, and I just now saw a lot of people over there. But I'll swing by and see if the uh, the fellas there or not. Because remember when they said he wasn't going to play in the Caribbean World Series, which was delayed, because they had to take it out of Venezuela and move it to Mexico, but one reason he wasn't going to play is so he could get here uh, earlier and start uh, working out. I think he spent a few more days in the Dominican, but that's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. he's if he uh, <laughs> if he shows up at two seventy, we're happy. Yeah, that's the thing. Exactly right. Two, you know, two sixty five. Yes. People are saying, ah, I should get down to two fifty. No, this is a huge human being. He's a, you know, he's a left tackle. Uh, if he was in football they'd have him carrying three fifteen uh his back is enormous so it's just he can't be two ninety five or three hundred like he was last year he's gotta be just look at his face we'll be able to tell by his face he's one of the us fat guys have a tendency <laughs> to uh, put it you, all you gotta do is look at the mug with most of us and uh and he's one of those guys when when he the first ten
0: pounds he gains goes right to his face amen. Uh, and the other thing with fat guys, too, is I don't care what the scale says. I can tell when you're fat. If you're a fat guy, I can tell. <laughs> yes. Like, if you're not in great shape, I can tell, and I almost don't care. But if you're fat, I can tell. When I'm fat, I
1: can tell. <laughs> well, here's the deal.
0: All you got to
1: do is see him walking, see us see us walking, and as if we're hitching up our pants, <laughs> we're fat. Right. Because it means it means it means we just went from a size two inches smaller to whatever we are now. But we haven't changed the pants yet. We're still wearing, you know, we're still wearing the uh, the forty fours when we should be wearing forty eights. You know, that's the thing.
0: It also means our waists are gone, right? If there's nowhere for the pants to go around (laughs) so they're continually slipping down to your butt and you're hauling them back up, you know your waist is gone. When your waist is gone, you're officially fat. Mm. Yeah,
1: and uh, you know when you're officially fat. And I haven't had to do this for several years. Is when you lay on the floor to put your pants on, you know, to, to put a little extra, get that, wow. to get a little. You gotta flatten everything <laughs> out. You, you gotta flatten everything out to get them on. Then you're in, then you're in big trouble. I've laid I on. I think a Miguel was. Uh, I don't. I don't know if, uh, you know. Of course, with baseball players, it's real simple. Is your shirt out? Yep. Does the shirt come out of the jersey? Yes. And half the time, Miguel's shirt was out of his jersey. So <laughs> when and, it pops you, out, you're fat. Yes. Or lineman, you know, lineman. Noah Jackson from the Bears. Remember him? Yeah. Never had his shirt in. <laughs> Never was able to put his shirt in. Uh, what was the guy in? Uh, what was the guy in uh, Green Bay? The nose tackle. Brady
0: Jackson. Gilbert. Gilbert Brown. Oh, Gilbert Brown. Yeah, the yeah, former. Gilbert, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 his shirt was never, ever going to be tucked in. By, by
1: the way, and I can't remember, I ran into a woman down here who was in her late 30s or something. Maybe she was hanging around somewhere. I don't know. I started, she recognized her even from Minnesota. She said, "And oh, she was from the Green Bay area and uh, said that uh, her friend used to date. Gilbert Brown. And I said, well, that had to be interesting. That had to be hard work. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, I am very curious about this spring training. We're always curious about spring training. But because of Sanoa and Buxton, I'm extremely curious about this spring training.
0: Yes. Yeah. And they're what? If you get, I think if you have one of them get off to a good start, now both would be great, but I think yes. if if one gets off to a good start, it's going to be some some uh, concern off the minds of Falvey and uh, yes Levine. Is. Don't you? Yes,
1: yes, it is. That's uh, all of a sudden you can contempt you can. If those two guys are, uh well, they're not they're not going to be tens, but let's say well Terry Ryan's scale used to be two to eight. I can never figure that out. Yeah. Two to eight. If they're sixes, you're okay. Right, yes, it can't be threes. Yes, it can't be threes. If there's sixes, then you can start thinking about winning games. And I'm also the other guy. The other thing I'm really curious about is to see the Kirilov kid and uh, see if that uh, fantastic swing of his is ready for big league pitching. Although by the time he gets in the games, generally speaking, the seventh, eighth, or ninth innings, he'll be AAA pitching. But, uh, but I'm I'm very curious about this kid because. I know people say ah, I'm I'm sick of hearing about their phenoms, blah blah blah, but uh, this this could be uh, this could be a special player with the swing he's got. So
0: we'll see. I, I saw your note in the strip on Sunday about Kepler as well, and basically saying that if if he yeah, doesn't yeah. do something pretty quickly here, Kirilov is going to replace him at some point.
1: Yeah, see, uh, you know, they, I'm sure that they wouldn't rush him up. They're going to make him play. Most of the year in the minor leagues, and he'll probably start at double A. But, uh, you know, if you get to uh, somebody's uh, somebody's trying to call me here, let me turn this thing down here. So. Sure. Anyway, uh, and uh, but they're going to, you know, make him tear up at least double A. And uh, if you get – he wouldn't be here before August, I wouldn't imagine. But if Kepler's really struggling – Uh, I don't think Kepler will, though. I I think – I buy the theory that he was not good last year and he had some terrible bad streaks, but he did get some walks and he did hit left-handers. So, you know, his big problem before was you got a hard time putting up good numbers when you hit 150 against lefties, you know. Yeah. But now that he's competitive against lefties, he's a talented kid, Uh You know, and he's not a kid anymore. He's 25 or 6. But he's a talented guy, and he was bad last year, but I'm not sure he was as bad as the uh, 228 or whatever it is. Tells us what he hit, 229, something like that. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. But then, you know, if Kirloff's as good as they think and Buxton's playing, they got a guy to move too, right? Yes,
0: absolutely. So, is there a rumor they're
1: about ready to – to uh, hand out a couple extensions here, uh, maybe to Barrios and uh, Rosario. Really, so we'll, be, we'll see here. Interesting. Okay, that would be uh, that would be uh, wise, I think, to some, get some of these guys signed. Some two
0: fairly substantial ones, I would take it in those cases.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they'd be the five year deals where they really backloaded, you know. So because uh, neither of them could That's be going to upset
0: the fan base who wants to know why that why that was not used on Bryce Harper or Machado. <laughs> They're going <laughs> to yeah. wonder why are you spending on the guys you got when you could have gone and got Harper? What?
1: Are they uh, what are those what what do they think's going to happen here? What I mean I have if, no idea. If you got San Diego and the Giants both 3 mil- 300 million something but the Giants what, aren't What are you waiting for? The
0: Giants the Giants came out publicly and said we will give him a very lucrative short-term contract. Oh, okay, rather than the big one. Well, here's my question. Why doesn't he take the 3-year 100 million deal? I don't know. Deal, that, you know. that's my question. If you're if He's you're still Harper, only 29 it? A- right. So if if you're him at this point, do you sign a contract through 2021? I believe the CBA comes up after yes, that because I there's probably going to be a strike, right? At this rate, well, there might not be a strike, but there's going to be
1: a there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a battle. There'll be some new stuff. There'll be there'll be more uh, the, the the players will get some some new things as far as uh, qual. I think the qualifying offer might go away completely, which which is fine. I mean, what you know, uh, if the baseball teams. Uh, I I don't think the qualifying offer is what causes players not to move anymore that you're losing your number one draft choice i think it's i think it's just the number that you're not going to give give 32 year old players huge amounts of money that's i mean look at poor dozier a year ago we were saying why don't they sign him to an extension now he can't get a job because he had a lousy season and you can't have a lousy season at age 31 and, and get a deal so I don't know. What do you think? Is he going to be able to play? I, you know, he was our guy, and now he uh, can't get
0: a job. Who's that, Dozier? Dozier, Well, yeah. no, he he signed with the uh, Nets. Oh, oh, that's right. What he signed like of? three weeks yes, ago, that's right, but it that's was right. a short-term, it yeah, there was yeah, nothing one, like the, we, that's we that's right. a year he's, ago. He's, yeah. their, uh, he's their one-year guy. But to your point, there's still Excuse a bunch me. of guys out there and oh, yeah. and it's and it remains embarrassing for me for three potentially star players in Machado, Kimbrel and Harper to still be out there when pitchers and catchers are reporting. Yes, uh, uh, uh in Doger's case that's right. I
1: I apologize for being so stupid, but uh cuz now I recall that. And I'm glad for him cuz that's a you know, he's got a chance to win there and uh they, they still even without Harper uh have done good things this off season and it would be nice if uh you know, Dozier could because uh, he he's a good dude, and it would be nice if he could uh, have have a shot in the postseason that was a real
0: shot. So. Harper should just go back if if yeah, he's not going to take something do. else, just go Give back. Give me thirty five million, yeah. and I'll come back for a year. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's
1: amazing though. Boris is about Boris will start making his uh, tour of the uh, camps here pretty soon to uh, get everybody uh, all worked up about how unfair it is. I don't know. I just don't know if it works to get the public outrage that nobody'll give us there's collusion because nobody will give us three hundred and fifty million dollars. I don't think that works with the public.
0: No do it you? does not. No it does not. And Boris and guys like that now now to me are making a point that fans don't care about.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: You know, so that's what's true. So your point baseball
1: has so many more issues yes. than whether Bryce Harper gets three hundred and fifty million or not. It's uh By the way. When is he he gonna do something, Manfred? They keep telling us he's gonna do something. When's he gonna do it? So what so, are we
0: waiting for? So which of they these start playing games in a week? Which of these rule changes that, that are that are probably not not going to go in for two thousand nineteen? I like them but all. Which do you like? I like them all. The ones I saw the other day. So I really three facing, batters
1: facing three
0: batters. Mine
1: to, was two. I thought two
0: was wonderful. Three's even better. And and it's only three if you're brought in in an inning. So if the inning yeah. comes to an end, you don't have to continue to go back out there and face guys. No, no. If the it's inning a ends, of play. who cares? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And uh, that's not going to happen now, though. I mean, that nope. might happen next year. That's one to pitch throw clock. out there. Pitch clock, I think, pitch might clock, happen. Pitch clock's the only one that they might actually pull the trigger on, and that's fine. Let's, You know, these minor league kids have all worked with it. And uh, I, I don't know. I still don't know, though, Judd, I think some of the ballparks that are running the pitch clock are starting it, uh, as the balls in the air from the catcher to the pitcher. And, uh, it, I, I think there's gotta be a, uh, what when the guy gets on the mound, is that when it gets 20 or what, what there's, I think when we see it in the ballpark, in the major league ballparks, when they're running it just as an experiment, Yeah. uh, yeah. It expires all the time, but I don't think they're starting it when they would start it during a game. If if you can get a guy from the time the catcher catches the ball till the time the pitcher gets it, if you can get him to deliver a pitch in under thirty
0: seconds, you've accomplished something. Yes. Now what? So what happens when guys are on base? That's the question. Yeah, well, that's the frequently. stupidity
1: of it, too, is that they, they don't, they're not going to make them use it then. Well, that's, you know, there's a guy on base 60% of the time <laughs> in baseball. So, but that's that's when the problem is, yes, right? Yes. That's when the If you're not going is.
0: to do it when, when a guy's on base, I guess my question is, what's yeah. the point? Yeah, what, yeah, you're not accomplishing any. You're not accomplishing
1: much. But uh, I don't know. As we have we joked about on here a couple of times, we got a commissioner who says maybe three and a half hour games are good because people can gamble more.
0: That <laughs> might the be next, the most asinine, on the next pitch. That might be. I the think most he's. A, I had hope. The off season. I
1: had hopes for this guy. I think he's an idiot, Manford. I I think he's.
0: Well That didn't do a lot know. to restore anyone's faith
1: when no, decided not, to. Nothing he's done has restored anybody's faith. Nothing. They need a. They need a forty-two-year-old. Genius you know who's uh, you know who can relate to the players and come in and uh, and get everybody on the same side and get Falvi and Levine and all these uh, analytical guys in the room and tell them you 're ruining baseball fellas uh, we got to have uh, some compromises here. I was up at uh, Tampa uh, last month talking to some people with the Rays. I did a piece for tomorrow about how do the Rays survive in this environment. Mm-hmm. You should see some of the titles they have
0: <laughs> for
1: their front office people. Let's hear them. And guess guess what they are doing this year. They Now, Bill Evers, you know, the old uh, 65-year-old guy who Rocco has known forever, and he managed Durham forever, and then he was the Latin American guy for the Rays. He's been with the Rays since they came into existence. Okay. is the new bench coach for the Twins, you know, kind of the bench coach that – you envisioned when this whole phenomenon started what, fifteen years ago, bench coaches, maybe? Yes. Uh it was the you know, if you had a young manager, you had a guy whispering in his ear, right? Mm-hmm. That was, you know, Don Zimmer and Joe Torrey. You mm-hmm. know, Zimmer, you know, Zim sitting there saying, I think we should punt now, right? Yep. They have they one of the guys they replaced, they lost both their bench coaches. Rocco had some other title, but he was a bench coach. And then Charlie Montoya got the – he was the official bench coach. He got the Toronto job. So they lost both of them. And one guy is a third-base coach, one of their guys that's replaced Baldelli and Montoya. The other is Jonathan Ehrlichman. He's about 30, 31 years old. He never played baseball past T-ball. He is a uh, – this is true. Never played baseball, past I could t-ball. qualify
0: for a job at an MLB. He played uh, hockey,
1: actually, I believe. And uh, he's been in their analytics department, and he was their head of research or something. He's in uniform this year. Okay. He's in uniform this year as the other bench coach, giving them analytical advice on uh, what they should do in the moment. So we've gone from uh, – from those guys meeting with the the manager before the game to standing there. He's the first one of these guys to, I think, actually be put in uniform during the game to whisper to the manager as to what he should do here uh, as far as, uh, you know, what or maybe what the next pitch should be? I don't know what he's. I was going to say,
0: do. what's he going to tell him? In, I mean, I'm sure he can tell him a lot, but in what's real the, time, yeah. I, what's the the difference here? I, from I, I don't know. It's uh, I suppose maybe between innings and stuff like that. So I
1: I don't know, but it's wow. uh, it's okay. quite the change. As as many of these uh, fellas that the Twins have running around with their uh, iPads, uh, that they at least hire a crusty old baseball guy to be the bench coach for Rocco they didn't hire they don't have an analytical although Hefner is close you know Hefner now the bullpen coach but uh but he's sort of a pseudo pitching coach part two right yeah yeah he's now they call him assistant pitching coaches <laughs> rather than bullpen coaches but he's he was their advanced scout last year but he did it all from target field on the you know watching video and uh on the iPad, and he was the guy that, and he was the sort of the one of the many analytical connections between Molly and the, you know, before the game started, uh-huh. and he'd have a meeting every day with uh, Molly, and now he's so he's you know he's an analytical guy in in uniform, which is I guess fine, but uh, he, he played in the big leagues. I mean, he he played baseball after T-ball, so yeah, yeah that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Played baseball. He hasn't played baseball. Hockey since he player. Played huh? t-ball. Yeah, yep. Long. Jonathan Ehrlichman. Now I don't know if he's uh, if his great grandfather had anything to do with Watergate or not.
0: I'm not <laughs> sure if he's. I'm not sure you if go he's. Go find from, out. I'm not Drive sure if back. he's from that branch of the family or not. So. What happened to, to the days when your coaching staff was filled with guys you like to drink with? Huh. <laughs> That's right. You go, Billy Martin. The, yeah. Billy so you Martin, the best you couldn't
1: be on Billy's coaching staff unless you also were a flaming alcoholic. <laughs> you'd,
0: you'd go across the street from Met Stadium and get loaded and talk about baseball.
1: Art Fowler was his. Yes, Art Fowler you know, was Art his ever pitching a coach. Analytical book. Yeah, no, he didn't. Art uh, Art did have uh, an incident once, uh, I believe, in Baltimore. The twins used to stay in a dumpy hotel in Baltimore because there used to, before they built a a new Hilton down there, there was no other place to stay. And uh, Art met someone at a bar, Mm. and I I I don't know the full details, and if I did, I couldn't tell you. But Art ended up tied up in his room,
0: so (laughs) and got robbed. So that was that's who Billy ran. I hope he didn't get all his analytical uh, preview stolen <laughs> by the yeah. thief. Yes. Oh my God, that's great. Uh, well, we don't know if uh, you we know. Didn't,
1: you leap to that conclusion there, and I don't want to get in troubles with arts. Or you know,
0: Pat, so. the greatest job in sports, in my opinion, used to be first base coach. Oh yes.
1: Oh oh heavens! Yes. Back
0: now back. they want you
1: to know something. Yes. You know who's got it for us? The great Tommy Watkins this year made it to the major leagues. He's a hell of a kid. I'm glad to see him make it. So That was what, uh, Jeff Smith last couple of years, right? Yeah, well, um, he got fired for no – How? why Why does a first-base coach get fired? Who
0: man? the hell knows? But, you know, it used to be because t- you didn't go drinking enough with the manager. I can't tell you now.
1: I, I You could say he didn't help Buxton steal bases by getting a good enough lead, but Buxton
0: wasn't playing, so that couldn't have been it. I don't know. I don't why. know what gets a first-base no.
1: coach fired. No. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but I, it'll be fun this spring because everything everything's so new and uh, and Buxton and Snow and uh, the uh Beat guys down here
0: will have a lot to write about. Um Go for basketball. When's
1: when's yeah. the great Wetmore arriving for Score North?
0: I think you just I think Score North left uh, departure was this morning if I'm not oh, mistaken, okay, so he good. should be there. Well,
1: Score North will uh, be here shortly.
0: He should be there shortly, yes. Mm-hmm. Go for basketball, you said you had some thoughts.
1: Well, I was you know what I've decided about Go for basketball. They're really good when the other team doesn't guard them.
0: (laughs) Especially a mere (laughs) coffee? Yeah.
1: Look at Iowa. Iowa, they scored 80-some against Iowa because Iowa wants to beat you. It was like 92? Iowa Iowa wants to beat you by outscoring you. The Gophers are in trouble against the teams who want to beat you by holding you down, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, Michigan State, uh, that was pathetic, wasn't it? Oh, it was awful. Yes. Man, alive. I watched most of it, but I couldn't stand it after. I was actually, as I, I said on Twitter, I was up at the little tiki bar up there having a a Diet Coke and a sandwich, and the only thing that ruined the uh, experience on a gorgeous day was having to watch the Gophers who were on TV oh, up
0: there. Man, they that, were brutal. That was bad. Wisconsin, the Wisconsin loss last week yeah, was oh, bad.
1: Well, that was terrible because Wisconsin shoots 34.5% and wins in your place in a in a game you really need. Now, here's the deal, though, Judd. Everybody says, ah, who are they going to beat? Well, Nebraska's lost, what, eight in a row? Yep. Eight in a row, Tim Miles is gonna get fired. And then they got Indiana coming up, and Indiana's lost nine out of ten. Or is it ten out of eleven? They 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 I think it's nine out of ten. Indiana's lost. You're not playing great teams here, okay? Nebraska stinks. Indiana, this might be one of the worst teams ever. They're 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 calling up Tom Crean saying, Come back, all is forgiven. Uh, you know, so uh they're, the Big Ten is. You got Rutgers coming up. What twice? No, I think you, they play them twice. No, once. No once. once they okay. beat them here. Not once left. About oh, a month one ago. Left. Yeah. I mean, you you got you got bad teams. There's. Uh, you can still get to ten and eight, but they probably won't. I don't
0: know. No, that that oh, not, not ten and eight. I mean eleven and nine. That they, Badgers they keep, loss was awful. Oh, because you're right. They couldn't. The Badgers couldn't shoot. No. And you're at home, and you still can't win. So, I don't know. Because we're very upset because
1: uh, our guy uh, Davison tripped somebody that had something to do with the outcome, I guess. Oh, yeah, Jordan Murphy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Does he get fired if they don't make the tournament? I don't know. I don't know. Coyle, Coyle likes him a lot, and I don't know. I, just, I, I would
1: imagine if they. Or nearly, I'd say yes. Unless they collapse, they probably won't fire him. I mean, but now if they would go. So they're six and seven. If they would lose, if they would finish eight and twelve in the Big Ten, then they
0: might. Don't you think? Eh, I don't know.
1: I don't, you'd, you'd almost have to collapse. Yeah, I guess and my question
0: uh, is: Who are you going to get to replace him To Tim Miles, I, I proposed you... a trade today. <laughs> I saw it. Okay. I proposed a trade.
1: They'll take Patino. We'll take Miles. Miles
0: is a at least a hell. of I a want nice Tim cat. Miles in a studio asap. Yes, I do too. I, I have. Yes, Forget right. Coaching. I think that's his job. Yeah. Go to ESPN. The only you'll trouble be a star. is
1: the only trouble he needs is I don't know if he can handle those hot TV lights cuz he slip, swe- sweats enough when he's coaching. I'll forgive uh, him. Yeah. Keep the coat on there, yeah. Tim. Sweat you all you want, want. In the studio. Yeah. You're entertaining. Yeah, he's going to get fired. That that could be uh Eric Musselman's job. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh Nebraska, baby.
0: He'd win at Nebraska. Don't you think? Uh yeah, probably. What what's What's weird there is, why have they gone so south? I don't know.
1: They looked, you know, they Copeland got hurt, but they were already losing before he was one of their good players. But that loss to the Gophers, man, they looked good for twenty-five, twenty-eight minutes, and then just stunk it out and let the Gophers beat them. That was a bad loss for them. And uh, once the Big Ten started up again, all of a sudden
0: they were, you know, they were in the tank so- and. Here's my, haven't recovered. Here's my gopher for question for you. Where does coffee go? Like, at times, where does he know. go? Because when he's on, he's a damn good player. Well, they beat Nebraska because of him.
1: Yes. They beat Wisconsin because of him. Yes. And they... Uh, Iowa, right? He had a good... And Iowa, he had a big game. Yeah, when they play well, he plays great. And, uh, boy, I don't know. Is, it, is he getting... They, does somebody come up and start banging him,
0: getting physical with him, and... Uh, and uh, that's that's the problem. I don't Cause think he's... so, though, because he, he disappears from the outset sometimes. Yeah, it's weird. Like, he'll get off to bad starts and in some games recover and be just fine and be really good, <laughs> and then there's games where he gets off to bad starts and you just never really see him.
1: You know what is funny, though? How bad Gopher fans, the loyalists, the Gopher holers, and the other people want Isaiah Washington to be something. Because every time he plays a game – when he doesn't stink, they see they get optimistic about him, right? <laughs> and they, you know, yeah. the one they won at home. What what one did they win at home? Uh, Iowa. He had, a, he had a nice game. Was that the Iowa game? Iowa. You had a nice Illinois, game Illinois, maybe. Yeah, yeah, there, there was he one. A, he had a nice game, and I. Right, this is it. We got to go. Since then, he's what? Has he made a basket? I don't know. He, he drives a... Patino crazy. On his good oh, yeah. days,
0: he drives Patino crazy. Yeah, but
1: the fans, desperate. It's it's kind of like Vic Veramontes, you know. These fans got so ex- they They send out so many hot opinions on how wonderful it was that they just can't stand to be wrong, you know, uh, like they were at uh, like I, Isaiah Washington. And what we should have known, this is what we should have known about Isaiah Washington. Unless we're paying him, and I don't know if he's that kind of kid, and I don't know if the Gophers do that. They're not I'm getting not their a, money's worth if they and are. And I'm not accusing him. I'm not accusing them. Mm-hmm. But if everything's on the up and up, okay? Yep. If everything's straight, why did he come here if he was that good? Yeah. Why would he possibly have come here if he was the four-star and you look at his offers why didn't we pay more attention to the fact that Kentucky didn't want him
0: because we or were just so Kansas da- didn't we were want so damn excited him. to have a kid from new yes. york city that's yes. why yes we were so excited
1: well i can gar- i can tell you this al McGuire at marquette had a guy named goldstein out there and uh and goldstein was a fellow who's kind of schlumped around New York. And every year, he would send Al, one player from New York. Okay? All right. Al never got Washington, I can guarantee you. He never got Isaiah Washington. Whatever he was doing with Al, or whatever Al was doing with Goldstein, and whatever Goldstein was doing with the New York kid, Jones and those guys who went to... Uh, uh, not, I'm not sure Jones was Bernard Toon and those guys. Yeah. Uh that went to uh went to Marquette, they got their money's worth. <laughs> they didn't they didn't end up getting Isaiah Clank Washington. This guy this poor kid should just leave. He should. Just he should go be. somewhere else. Somebody to texted me. Oh. How about Isaiah? Uh, exclamation point after that good game a couple of weeks ago and I said Hofster's very excited. <laughs> you know he's gonna end up uh, he's gonna end up playing for the Iona Gales or somebody like that.
0: I will say this though, Gopher basketball fans are still not anywhere close to being as bad as Gopher football fans. Oh no. When it comes to the defensiveness and the immediate, you know, push of look at this team now. Gopher basketball fans are probably about Ten percent as obnoxious as Gopher football fans.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're because uh, the I Gopher, can tolerate them. The Gopher football fans can't stand it. I tweeted out the other day that uh, we're now down to forty second in the national ratings. Uh, we were what thirty one or two when the first uh, when the when the first signing day came out, and then because we take all our guys the first time around, right? right. Nobody they don't wait. So they're down to 42, which is better than they were ever with Kill and Clays. I'll admit that. But uh, I pointed out they were 38 last year. And then they opened a $175 million facility, and they went down four spots. What happened? How did that happen? I thought the I thought we spent that $175 million to assist recruiting. Did you, Wasn't that the reason?
0: Did you get a chance to read Sid's column on Sunday? About how about go for football, we're, we're ready still, to handle.
1: We're ready to handle high
0: expectations. Yeah. Who has high expectations? But we're but we're still young. We're not oh, okay. as young we're as we still, were, yeah. but we're still young. <laughs> you might not like that, but it's the truth, and we're going to continue to point it out that we are still very young.
1: Uh, PJ, uh, that was PJ's oh, lingo? Yes. It's, yeah, we're still very young? It's, okay. Was, we're going to be right. young until we go to the Rose Bowl, right? Then we're not going to be young no, anymore. We're all going to be dead. We're probably going to be young. Young no is we We're going to be young among us. You know who had some young teams back in the early 80s? Joe Salem had some young teams. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they gave up eighty four points in Nebraska, and they didn't get any better. So sometimes you get better, sometimes you know, we young. Although they, you know, they might get better. We'll find out if they can coach or not. I'll tell you one thing: they got a right tackle now.
0: Oh, the I Mammoth could, kid! Oh, I can write good. the ball to the right. I'm, I'm going My game plan is gonna be: see that fella, run behind him. That kid will play on Sundays. Oh, eventually maybe. for somebody with that size.
1: Yeah, he'll play on Sundays after his junior year. He'll be a top All right. top eight draft.
0: Teacher. I've got my Star Tribune here. Here's the last a paragraph that Sid wrote. It's a quote from Fleck on the Gophers in his Sunday column. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of young players on the field this year. We won't be the youngest team in America, but <laughs> I don't know if our fans are going to like this or not, but we're still going to be one of the youngest team in America out of our 85 scholarship players 78% of them are still underclassmen.
1: We're still yeah, young. Yeah, but juniors does not
0: I don't it, know. It it's Sid's it. column.
1: Yes it is. It
0: is. I just thought I'd pass that on that it's being I also set was up.
1: very shocked to see that Sydney uh, came out strongly in favor of Ryan Sanders <laughs> because of because of, was... cuz he's he's earned the job. Okay, what have I missed? Well, yeah. They just got beat by Orlando and some other mutt back-to-back. Now they're all injured, I'll say that. Uh, but they have no guards. But what has this
0: kid done
1: to make you say, boy, he's earned the job?
0: And the only person who's going to decide that ultimately should be the new GM so it doesn't matter yes. what,
1: you, what we think. Yes. You know what they, they got to do is... Vladimir in Yorger in Sacramento don't mm-hmm. get along for a damn dam, right. Okay, and and there's some vice president running around there that hates Yorger and Yorger hates him. You got to hire him. Yeah, you gotta you gotta call up Sacramento and say because uh, they might let him go at the end of the year if they don't make the playoffs and give him a five year deal and good Staples Minnesota boy with a track record of uh, you know he's having a hell of a year coaching Sacramento out there. That's that's who they. But they've got to you, find. You cannot a guy. give the job to Ryan Saunders no, but, without looking to see what else you can get.
0: They have okay. got to hire a GM to run the entire thing first. And, and, it can't if, be, and it's and not going to be landladen. And
1: if Glenn Dale, Taylor makes the decision to give the job to Saunders without oh. high, looking at Jorger or not, I hope somebody out there really writes a harsh column about it. <laughs> somebody, that's an
0: invitation to all of you
1: people out there. <laughs>
0: Can we bring back Tom Powers for a, yes, a guest bring appearance? Back, bring back Powers. Powers for a do one, it. And, one and done. Oh. A one and done. Well, he sort of Powers. went one and done on Twitter. But that, How yeah. about a
1: well, guest column? Yeah, yes. a, guest, a guest column that uh, think, Powers is not getting in the Star Tribune, but a guest column.
0: I think Powers would be the exact right guy to handle <laughs> that assignment. Hey, hey, speaking of... Special... Yeah.
1: Special... They should have, a once a month, the Pioneer Press should have a special atomic bomb from Tom, Tom Powers.
0: <laughs> Tell nu- Glenn, Glenn, on this day, don't read the paper. <laughs> yes. Tom Powers
1: goes nuclear.
0: Oh, he'd be great. He'd be on. He could do twins one one week. He could do uh, wolves. Hey, speaking of papers, did, did you see the HBO special on? Uh, oh yeah, I,
1: I wrote a little something about it on Sunday. Oh, that's right. How page two column?
0: How fantastic was that? I watched I it know. last night.
1: Oh. How good? Oh, it was great. How good was Breslin with the Kennedy assassination? The one that he always gets all the credit for is going to. Talk to the gravedigger, right? Yes. On on that day. But the even more impressive is Kennedy gets shot, he flies in to Dallas, probably on a what they had for a private plane back then, flies into Dallas, goes to the hospital where they try to save his life, and ends up talking to the doctor who was the lead doctor to try to save his life Mm -hmm. and basically puts you inside that room Mm -hmm. as a reader. I mean, and all this time on deadline. How do you write that well on deadline? And in New York, you had those papers in New York had six of them a day, you know? I remember the New York guys all hacking like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon at the World Series to make the three. They had to make some edition that they could sell on the trains. When everybody starts getting on the trains at 5 o'clock, they had to have new stuff. Even if it wasn't an afternoon paper like the Daily News, which was a morning paper, basically they had, you know, they had a twenty-four hour news cycle
0: back then because mm-hmm. they had to hit the trains coming and going. You know, the Breslin thing that, that's impressive too is the fact that he he would look at the pack of reporters and basically take off, go, go the other way. Yeah, yeah. but that yeah. takes that takes balls. Yes, because you know you're going to miss something, and to not care <laughs> takes guts. And uh, Hamill was a
1: great writer and a and a good reporter, but more of a celebrity. Breslin was now Breslin became kind of a caricature of himself later on, but man, he was fantastic. Because how about the how about the quote when they called him and said, "Mr. Breslin, I'm calling to tell you there was a fire in Queens. How many died? <laughs> two, it's two so far." He says, "Two's not enough to get Jimmy Breslin out there." <laughs> what,
0: what did he call himself? JB One. Yeah, J.B. one. <laughs> Tell him J.B. Oh, one called. Massively ego.
1: He and I have the same birthday. I saw that. Yeah, that's right. Yes, I, did see I that was, in was very October, thrilled to discover that. Then. October 17th. Yeah. yeah. and uh, But, yeah, he's, uh, you know, the two things we had in common is a birthday and a frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, the that's rest probably it, true. The rest of it, not so much. Oh, I don't know about that. But New York, man, I mean, can you imagine... Uh, how did he? How did he go out cover a tragedy? Find some broke woman who's living on the street, and have
0: time he hit to the bar, get
1: to the bars at night. And,
0: well, and then he developed all the characters that he met at the oh, bar, yeah. and so how he about had the guy, that, the
1: arsonist. Oh yeah, Marvin the I wasn't a Marvin the torch, Marvin, Marvin the
0: torch, <laughs> yeah. and his sons all said, "Oh yeah, Mar- Marvin babysat me a bunch of times." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Marvin the Torch. What, what, what was it? I
1: don't didn't have a house to burn down tonight, so uh for insurance. So His uh,
0: line was what? It's a it's a it's a sin or it's a crime to be boring? Yes. That if you're boring it's a crime. It's the worst thing you could possibly do, It'd be boring. Mhm. You said smart people are boring.
1: Yeah, it's uh it is uh it it it's amazing what and you know as I said in that little thing I wrote. That thirty-second clip of the train, where everybody, oh. everybody has a has a newspaper.
0: Yes, riding in everybody, blacks, whites, Hispanics,
1: <laughs> everybody, and they all read different papers. Yes, yeah. Well, the
0: Irish read their paper, you know. Yeah,
1: right. Now the tabloids, uh, the Daily News and the Post survived. but I think in the sixties there were still like seven newspapers in New York: the Mirror and the and the Herald Tribune and. Uh, and uh, the Herald Tribune was the great newspaper if you wanted to read great writing, and uh, but yeah, it's uh, it makes you both
0: glad and sad
1: watching that thing. So
0: yeah, well you know what, oh, t- technology is a great thing, and there's a lot of things we don't miss. I think when we're dead and gone, and papers are dead, that's going to be the one sad thing. Yeah. I think oh, people yeah. going to their phones to look at all their yeah, information terrible. is actually a sad thing. Still photography will be gone basically. Yes. And, uh, uh but I do miss
1: and I and I almost try to avoid doing writing on deadline now cuz I'm so out of practice, but I loved writing on deadline. That was my favorite part of the job.
0: Yeah, and that's a you know? that's basically dead too now. Yeah. You can write all night if you work for a website. Like
1: Lupica, who's a lot on there and, uh, you know, very egotistical fella. But, you know, grew up in that tabloid New York deadline era. The stuff he would write when the Yankees were going to the World Series every year, Mm -hmm. when the rest of us were just, you know, uh, basically breathing. When Arizona was giving up home runs and when Hang 'em High Kim was giving up. (laughs) Giving up home runs to lose those games in Yankee Stadium, and we were all saying, ah, "Bleep it, bleep it, bleep!er
0: You bleep,
1: uh, you know, because you had to rewrite." He'd have these nice, eloquent, perfect columns as if he had hours to write. Really, to. I mean, he had that. Yeah, he had that talent of having done it his whole life, I guess.
0: Uh, positive Pat. Before we get done here, you got any positive? Well, you pat?
1: just uh, well, you just had one. Watch the uh, watch the Breslin Hamill thing on HBO, folks. It's uh, it's really good, and uh, it it gives you a you know, I mean Hamill Hamill and his wife basically living right next to nine eleven when it blew up there, and not thinking each other might be dead. That was uh, yeah, that's that was pretty good. Oh, the other thing about that, the thing I love and I agree with was when Breslin ended up writing about Hamlin's love life oh god yeah and hamill, hamill calls him up and screams at him and he says why did you do that he said i needed it
0: <laughs> oh no claus leachman who was dating hamill called <laughs> yeah Breslater. no no not cloris leachman shirley McLean. or McLean. yeah yeah there's a difference oh yeah, yeah. shirley McLean. <laughs> but that was great she said what what do you do and he said i needed something <laughs> I needed it right. I needed. I didn't have a. I didn't have a good tragedy.
1: Uh, hey, what's uh, spring training? We got with all the gloom and uh, doom back home and, uh, and about more our snow teams, on the way, yeah. Teams and it's going to snow more. What T- uh,
0: Tuesday? It's going to snow more. We're God, oh recording God. this on Monday. It's going to snow Tuesday.
1: And uh, brutal, but uh, well, every, every gloom back home. Uh, I think it's an interesting. I know people are. You get the same. 12 idiots commenting on every star tribune story that's written on these guys saying the same nonsense. But I'm I'm curious cuz so much of it is new that uh, including the manager I'm it's 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 going to be a good spring.
0: And to, God knows we, to need, something. This team. we yes. need something. We need something with the state of the Wild and Wolves, Patrick.
1: Yeah, well, the poor Wolves are helpless, but the Wild, uh, you know, I I think he's going to What what why don't they have a trade deadline? Yeah is professional. What the hell? It's still like weeks
0: away, right? Two Two weeks weeks from today. February twenty fifth. What the hell
1: is wrong with them? Why don't they do it in the middle of the, you know, at least with 30 games left? There's about 20 games left when they let these teams
0: trade. It used to be later. It's the NHL. I can't answer your question. I have no idea.
1: It just shows what a Bush League operation can still remain. I know. You don't don't got to tell me. You got to have the trading deadline earlier, but, you know to me granny's gotta go right doesn't I don't think go? he has I
0: don't think you can trade him I think he has zero value I trade I wrote this on Friday I I trade uh Zucker I trade stall because he, he's in the last year of his contract and I trade that Eric Fair who I just take a draft pick for and then I trade coil in the summer but Grandland Pat he's got three goals in like 39 games.
1: Yeah, I suppose
0: you can't. I'm not going to give him away. Well,
1: the one thing is, he—I bet he wishes he'd take that contract they offered him now, huh?
0: This is the damnedest thing. How I, can he do that? They is came he, out. He's too good. They came out against the Islanders on Sunday and looked like they didn't give a damn too. That's them, and and plus they're just not that good.
1: Well that's it is uh, that's that's their biggest flaw. They're not yeah. <laughs> that's always the biggest flaw, you know? Yeah. I mean, when push comes to shove, we like to complain about attitude, but the the biggest flaw with losing this is what I've discovered in my many years in journalism. The biggest flaw with bad teams is they stink. Yes it is. <laughs> the story of Minnesota Sports, we weren't that's, that good. That's the uh that's the unchained uh added part of it. And uh hey, here's a here's a positive pat. George Toma on the field Again this year I think he just turned 90 and uh he's out there getting the field ready and his poor the poor two guys that work for him that might be a worse job than shoveling elephant poop in the circus to work for George because he won't let you go home until <laughs> every pebble on the field is the
0: shirt here. on or off
1: uh shirt is on but we'll see how the tan is uh before right. uh before long
0: all right. We're done here, sir. I'll talk to you next week. All righty. All right. Um, we're good. All See right. ya. Bye. Unchained. Roycey Zolgad. We're done.